Welcome to episode 84 of the Dave and Steve Show. I want to tell you now in the first minute of this episode that it uh, it's going to be a good show. Please don't stop listening because the whole crew is in here. My name is Tracy. I am going to be bringing you episode 84 and we're going to spend some time together over the next 30 minutes or so. I got some surprises for you that I think you're going to enjoy. I hope you had a really good Thanksgiving. Mine was filled with challenges and maybe not the kind you would think. This year I've done, uh, as a family, we did uh, what we've done before a few times. Uh, my, my family, my wife and my three boys, they went to Eastern Washington to spend uh, Thanksgiving with my uh, wife's aunt. And, uh, and so I didn't go. And this is not atypical for me. I will very often just say, hey, you guys go do that. I don't want to. Uh, we, I mean, if you guys don't know, we've had a pandemic uh, for the last couple of years. And uh, as a result, with school uh, work, we've spent a lot of time in the same house. And so when you're saying, hey, you know what would make our Thanksgiving really great? What if we could just uh, be in the car together for four or five hours and then just go hang out in some other place and spend Thanksgiving together? It just doesn't sound like anything I'd want to do. And frankly, to be honest with you, my wife could use a break from me. There's there's just no no doubt about that. And so uh, I just said, hey, you guys go. Uh, I will stay home. And so, but here's what the great challenge with that is. You cannot let anyone know that you are alone on Thanksgiving. That is the worst thing in the world. In fact, there is more pity given to you just a person who was alone on Thanksgiving than anyone holding a sign at an on-ramp uh, or an off-ramp uh, on the on the freeway. You're you're in a situation where people have think you must be the absolute loneliest person in the world. And maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, I can't let people know. I cannot let anyone know that my family went to another place to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner, and then I stayed home and did nothing. Because nobody would allow that. You're like, oh, oh, you know what? Hey, would you be willing to come to our house for Thanksgiving? Now, keep in mind, this is the same people who, after Thanksgiving, will tell you about the interesting challenges they had with their entire family over. And they got, you know, Uncle Larry is over at the table and he has opinions. He has opinions about vaccinations. He has opinions about the last election. He has opinions about uh, cryptocurrency and investments and uh, his wife, his wife, uh, Marjorie, Marjorie is uh, in a uh, multi-level marketing uh, business that she wants you to be a part of. And uh, she wants you to sell uh, candles and vitamins and and uh, plastic uh, kitchenware or something who knows and so there's always some challenges there's always these family things and this doesn't turn out right and mom had her episodes and they were also and we can't have this person over and these two two people don't get along and so they had all the guys that were together in the uh in the in the other room watching you know either the lions or the dallas cowboys playing or whoever the hell is playing football on thanksgiving and so they described really just like how they decorated and all the stress that was going into it and that was their holiday and what do they do what do they do they suspend reality to let you know that you're the one who's pathetic because you chose to be alone and so they want you to come to their house because that is going to be really awesome 
And so I don't know. I It's one of those things that I have to actually just actively hide from people that I didn't do anything on Thanksgiving. So what I did on Thanksgiving is I rode my bike 64 miles. And uh, and if you don't know what the weather is like in the Puget Sound Basin, we've had these series of uh, weather events that, uh, that, I don't know, they didn't have these when I was a kid. They were, they're called atmospheric rivers. And basically, they are. it just dumps a lot of rain uh, in the area and just rains all, all, all the day. And there's, I mean, I've been to other parts of the country and all over the world where people get, they get rain. I mean, it rains every day in Hawaii somewhere. It rains, you know, many places and it'll rain hard for a few minutes and then be done. Not here, not here. We don't often get really hard rain. It will just sort of consistently mist and rain and might do it for 10 days straight that and it is soul sucking so i mean if that were not enough i just said well i don't really want to be home my cat was already kind of tired looking at me so he's like all right well get on your bike and get out of here so i mean i rode until i got home just before dark and uh and i was just absolutely devastated now there was a thing that happened that uh, i didn't really plan that well i didn't have a lot of food in the house so i mean i wasn't looking to put out a big thanksgiving spread for myself i don't even like to cook for myself but i will put something together but i didn't really have a lot of options so i i i, I get a shower because i came home and i was a little uh, i was a little musky you might imagine and then I get back in the car and I'm going to go out and just try to find something that's open. Maybe uh, Jimmy John's, maybe uh, Wild Horse Pizza, everybody, just somebody that could be open and nobody's open. It reminded me of Thanksgiving when I was a kid. And I know that places are like, they're kind of shortening their, you know, their open times, their, their out working hours because, you know, they're having difficulty finding workers and that's happening everywhere. But it was like when I was a kid where things were closed. So here it was about three o'clock in the afternoon on Thanksgiving and nothing was open, like no place that just served food. Sure, I could have gone to the grocery store, but what am I supposed to do? Make myself a meatloaf or something? No, I mean, and so I was like, well, whatever. I came home disappointed and now I really was as pathetic as everybody thought I was. I was sitting at home on Thanksgiving, eating my second bowl of cereal and I'm like, okay, by just about by every standard, this, this sucks. And it doesn't even have to be Thanksgiving for this to be pathetic, but it was. And so, uh, so anyway, that's, that's what I had. So I, I don't mind being alone and I don't mind being pathetic, uh, but my planning could have been a, a little better. So anyway, I hope your Thanksgiving was a lot better than mine. Now I say, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving and I really, I really do. But one of the things that kind of bugs me about our new uh, version of this show, the Dave and Steve show, is that uh, we don't have as good a connection with our listeners as we used to have. Now, every you, if you've been listening to this show for the last uh, 83 episodes, you know that we we call this show very often. We just do it in passing. We'll say the the current rendition of this show or the new uh, the new version of this show. We we had going back to 2007 is where we started the Dave and Steve show. And this happened just one time where really Dave said he just, he, he sent me a message. I think it was over like windows messenger or something at the time, or maybe AOL instant messenger for all I know. And he said, Hey, I'm thinking of doing a podcast. And, uh, do you, do you want to, do you want to be in on it? 
And I was like, yeah, that would be really good. He goes, yeah, I got, I got Steve in on it. And so what I'd like to do is like, are you available tonight? I want to record an episode. And so I said, yeah, I guess I, and I wasn't really sure. I've podcasts were really new at the time. And you know, not, not that many people had like, we're sure. Like, how do you listen to a podcast? What do you do? And, and so, um, it, it was, it was really, really new. And so we started off. And so episode one of the Dave and Steve show starts off with me and Dave. So the Dave and Steve show doesn't even contain Steve really until episode three, uh, before he bothers to show up. And so, as I've mentioned before, the, the way that Dave was able to actually kind of get him on the show was Dave spent the first two episodes doing nothing except making fun of Steve. He told stories about places that he'd pooped his pants. He told stories where he'd embarrassed himself. Steve had to come on in self-defense finally in uh, episode three. And so slowly we put, before we even put it out, we put six or seven episodes together and recorded them before we actually ever published the the Dave and Steve show. And so like, where was it published? So I think we had it on iTunes originally, and there were some like uh, RSS feeds or something that, that had it. And so we had built very slowly this audience for the Dave and Steve show that built up pretty big. It was, we definitely, I mean, we've, it took us a while to build up the, the new version of it. We definitely have thousands of listeners and, um, and hundreds of probably regular listeners, people who just have been there from, you know, episode one. And so there's thousands of down, several thousands of downloads of the new version of the show. And we're like very, very proud of it. It's taken a while, but with less of a social media presence and all three of us very active with, with families, which we didn't, I mean, we, Dave, Dave, Steve, and I each had one child at the time. And now, you know, thanks to me, everybody knows that I'm pretty prolific and, uh, my ability to reproduce is, is been, (laughs) well, it's, it's been well known for a long time, but anyway, but like with, with Dave and, um, Steve stayed at one child and we're unclear why, but anyway, uh, it's, uh, we, we have our job, we bit more job, more family, more stuff. And it's just really hard to be as engaging. And we, I don't feel like we're as connected to listeners as we used to be. But, um, one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about on the old show back in 2007 is that we actually had a couple of different uh, episodes and, uh, or different shows that we did. And we would podcast throughout the week. We even had a midweek show and we had listener parties. We had lots of different things and we were always very engaged and built this wonderful little community. And so, uh, when we ended the Dave and Steve show, obviously we left a huge void, uh, in, uh, in the podcast world. But, uh, as I remember one time, um, Dave talks a lot about Steve's inability to kind of handle the tech, um, in a, uh, in a situation. And, in, in uh, so podcasting involves computers and we've always done this show remotely. We've only done a, a few where we've been in the same place. And, uh, Steve's ability to kind of just mess up his technology is, uh, has been going on for about 14 years, as you can hear from this clip. And so then it just turned into like, like a girl's night and, uh, we just, uh, took over Lincoln center. <laughs> oh, cool. Like, 
the whole center, like the Wait a minute. Center. Hang on, Steve. I know you've tried to <laughs> work that? your I know you've tried to work your tech magic, Steve, but now it sounds like you're inside a washing machine talking to us from three states away. So, uh, whatever you did, reverse a, that a back pretty quickly. Washing machine. Yeah. It's a nice it's washing can. machine. It's the, it's the progressive It's a, can it's a really can. nice washing machine, but quickly reverse whatever it is you've done because Yeah, you're, you're on the that condenser mic that's attached to your laptop. <laughs> right, right. That's what you're on and the headset that was really uh, sweet. Is gone. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, I don't I don't know how to fix that now. We're done. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea God. how to. Th- I have no idea how to fix this. Oh, he's like Hello? in a closet. Hello, Emily. I am stuck inside the closet. Somebody come and save me. Somebody send some help. Send some help for me, please. I don't. No, seriously. Somebody send. Somebody send one of the Geek Squad over to my house. I don't. I, I, I disabled the one mic that I have that's worth a crap. And now I'm done. I, I can't think of this out now. I'm done. It sounds like he got stuffed in a locker. Somebody drop some food down the well. Drop the food down the well for me, please. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't Steve. So that clip probably raises some questions in your mind about what it is that you were hearing. So uh, you you notice that the the clip started off with a a female voice, and that was a very, very lovely Gretchen Black, who was once on our team. It's important to know that uh, at one time... The uh, there were six participants in the Dave and Steve show that were Dave and Steve uh, and myself, Gretchen Black, and then Jen Edwards and uh, Justin Berger, who uh, handled uh, producing for us for a very long time while he was living in the Bay Area in California, which was really kind of cool. And Justin was really responsible for scoring a lot of our really early big guests and he did production on commercials and uh, he's like a, just a very talented audio um, engineer and videographer so it was really kind of cool having that that whole kind of cast of uh, people that enabled us to do like several hours of podcasting a week to kind of build an audience based around just kind of the uh, the different flavors of personalities that we had on the show at that time our very first guest on the Dave and Steve show became a friend of the show for a very long time. And it was a Bigfoot researcher named Cliff Crook. He told us about his story of his first encounter as a young man where he discovered Bigfoot and then had dedicated a large part of his life to Bigfoot research. One of the things that uh, Cliff had told us was the sound that Bigfoot made when he had heard him. And he was, uh, he said that the sound was like it said, Argar Largar. Well, we thought that was actually kind of fascinating and very funny. And it wasn't long before Argar Largar became the way that we signed off every time. And it became just basically just a phrase that was used throughout the time on the show. Even my mom picked up on this. Now, my mom was in her 80s at the time, and it was toward the end of her life. But she was absolutely fascinated by the Dave and Steve show. She was fascinated at what podcasting was, how it is that we could develop thousands of listeners, and how liberated that we seemed to be able to do this show when and produce it and send it out there and distribute it with all the gatekeepers absolutely gone. And so no radio to dial into, no television show to 
plug into. It's just this. Here's the show. You go find it and enjoy it. And we built a community around that. We had a voicemail hotline for the show at the time. And listeners used to be able to call in all the time and make comments. And one time my mom called in to uh, make a comment about a video that we had posted on the Dave and Steve Show website about Dave and Steve and I uh, golfing and just just shenanigans and just goofing around. And uh, I think mom really understood all three of us and definitely understood our audience, as you can tell in this clip. Hi, David, Steve. This is Tracy's mom. I haven't talked to you guys since the Michael Jackson's memorial. I've seen on the news since then that many others have fallen, including, apparently, some poor sap that Tracy hit with a golf ball yesterday. I also want to apologize for his antics in that video. He knows better than an act like that when somebody's trying to tee off. Although I gotta tell you, it looked like Steve liked it. That's all I got to tell you. I'll talk to you guys later. Arger larger, dumbasses. So I think definitely when my mom was able to kind of catch on to that Argar Lagar phrase and collectively call me, Dave, and Steve dumbasses, I think that really galvanized the whole community around the show. Coming up on the other side of this break, I will share with you a few headlines we had on the old show and tell you about the official story of the first edition of the Dave and Steve show, and then tell you what's coming up as we roll into the month of December to close out this incredibly stupid year. So join me on the other side of this break, won't you? Satisfaction. Just in time for winter, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal. <laughs> Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. Boy, I love me some Wild Horse Pizza, but I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed they weren't open on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, for as long as we've supported that place, uh, you think they would have thrown a throwing a pizza my way or been willing to fire one up for me when I was out hunting around. But no, anyway, I'm I still, I need to get over that. You know, the headline segment has been a part of the show for a long time, but we didn't start off doing one. Didn't, when Dave uh, brought the idea to me, I went along with it, uh, but I was absolutely terrible at it. And I wasn't the flawless professional that I am today. To kind of give you an idea of what headlines have been like over the years, uh, I want to give you a couple of examples going back about 12 years, and you'll see that our maturity level really hasn't elevated that much in the last decade. But, um, you know, you need to be careful uh, when you're in uh, any of the national forests, especially in the the toilet. (laughs) Well, our story comes to us from uh, Portland, Maine, where a Maine man was caught peering up at a girl from below an outhouse toilet seat four years ago now stands again accused of crawling into another pit toilet on White Mountain oh National Forest gosh. property in New Hampshire. Yeah, now, okay, so you get down there the first time, and then you get caught. So you were standing in a whole bunch of poo, and you get caught and sent to jail. And then you go, you go back and you see an outhouse, and you're like, you know what, that really was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and think, I mean, you guys, everybody has looked down in one of those things before with the blue, <laughs> with like the blue 
cleaners, scent killer stuff, and the and the poop and the pee and the flies and the whole thing. I cannot imagine standing down in that. It doesn't bother some people. He's he's just standing down there with waiters on and and eating a like an egg salad sandwich. Or something. <laughs> I got, I waiting, got for, waiting for people to come and sit down. No, that's a hairy ass. Mm. <laughs> I got I got nauseous trying to eat a corn dog in a horse barn at the fair. <laughs> I cannot imagine trying to pleasure myself in a in a pit bathroom looking up with all that around. I just wow. Well, I'll tell you, and you say that the new the the uh, weather around our area has been rough. In uh, Minnesota, they've had um, a lot of tornadoes, and last week in particular in Hugo, Minnesota. Um, I said Minnesota last time, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, because that sounded weird when I said Minnesota this time. Um, anyway, Hugo, Minnesota, they just had uh, a terrible tornado that uh, just went ahead and ripped through their town, and this uh, tornado. Um, had uh, some really interesting uh, character to it. In fact, some of the people in the um, area thought that the uh, that the tornado that went through their town had kind of a personality. And uh, Jason Akins is a guy that uh, went into his home and found uh, that the twister had unrolled a roll of toilet paper in his bathroom, had draped it across the countertop, and then rewound it again in the sink. And the, the toilet paper didn't rip. Um, also, while it had overturned uh, sofas and ripped away the roof of his house, it left the cat food and water completely untouched. It got my wife pregnant. <laughs> She's having a twister baby. <laughs> it enrolled me in the Art Institute. One, now, I think the most amazing story in this actually was uh, not only just people finding random things in their yard that they couldn't explain and they'd never seen before, but a man named uh, Jeff Janus said that the tornado had Which protected... Which rhymes with... Um, remind, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jeff Janus. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, he was in his front yard when the storm hit, and he thinks, he actually believes that the tornado protected him. And so he ran inside and he grabbed his... Uh, dog and his cat, and then he's quoted as saying, and threw "I saw him into the tornado <laughs> as a sacrifice." <laughs> and he says, "I saw people's houses flying by, and I couldn't make it to the basement. But instead, I crouched down in the hallway with one animal in each arm." And then he said that the storm tore off the bedroom doors and gently placed them on top of them, shielding them from the falling debris. He said when the storm had passed, he was spitting out shreds of insulation from his mouth, but he felt the doors saved him. Wow. Yeah, so anyway. That's that's a very compassionate tornado. When you do tornado stories, you want to do the man on the street with a southern accent. But these are all Midwestern Minnesota people, so you you have to, oh, don't you know those doors (laughs) came down and they... They they formed a protective cocoon around us, <laughs> and the two my two animals they they just snuggled up up in there, didn't they? <laughs> and uh, you oh okie dokie, I saw my uh, saw my neighbor's head fly right off, and uh, they're not going to be able to put that back on. You know, I mean it's <laughs> it's going to be a total Midwestern thing, and it, which. Which is a nice breath of fresh air from, I didn't know it'd do that to a trailer. 
Yeah, and you know, even Minnesota is even wackier than uh, than Midwest. It's uh, it's damn near Canada. Yeah. That's how wacky that is. So land of a thousand lakes. I I tell you, when 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 the storm came, I I remember. Did I remember to say my prayers this morning? And I did. So I don't know what that was all about. I don't think Ida across the street did, and that's that's the problem. It's kind of a kick listening to those uh, young voices that were more optimistic and less beaten down by life. When we uh, began our hiatus on the our podcasting careers, uh, I set forth to basically tell the official story of why, uh, how the whole thing came about and the adventures that we had and include all the people that were on the ride with us. And so... I began writing a, uh, a, a, a collection of chapters uh, in just almost a creative writing exercise that I gave the name, sort of the, uh, the working project name of Dead Air. And uh, because uh, that was just a kind of, kind of where I was thinking the title was going to be because Dead Air is silence on the radio and then we had gone silent. I, you know, I think you're, I think you're able to put the picture together, but anyway, um, so what happened is, is like this eventually just kind of became a book. And by 2012, July of 2012, um, I had 220 pages of a really fantastic story that did a really decent job of chronicling how it is that the Dave and Steve show came together and then how it is that came uh, came to an end. People have read it, and some of the listeners of this show have read it, and uh, they've uh, they they ask the number one question I get is how much of it is true, and I say it is seventy percent true, a hundred percent fiction. So I, I don't know if you're good at math, but I think if you just pencil it out, I think you'll kind of I think you'll kind of gather from that. So it is, uh, and you'll hear me talk about it jokingly uh, from time to time because it doesn't sell that many copies anymore. It's been 10 years, but uh, it's called From On the Air to Off the Grid, and it's uh, available on Amazon. I'll tell you what, though, for any listeners, any new listeners that want to receive um, a copy of this book, I don't mean physical copy, I mean something you can look at on your stupid device. Um, it's, uh, I have... Uh, I have uh, Kindle and uh, EPUB versions of it, I think, and I will send it to you. If you simply just uh, write to the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com, if you'd like a copy of it, um, that would be great. And I'll send it to you for free. The thing that I've always done, it was, it was actually kind of amazing that I published it, self-published it straight through Amazon. And I had, I figured probably listeners of the show would buy it. That was my main goal. And so I set forth this challenge to everybody to say, Hey, if you can, um, like make a donation, pay for it. And I will take all the proceeds to it. And I will, um, I will go ahead and, uh, uh, give a, uh, match the don't denote, match the proceeds from it. And I will make a gigantic, maybe gigantic, or at least sizable donation, I hoped, to the Everett Gospel Mission, uh, which is my my local uh, shelter. And so, um, um, and so I and I did that. But one of the things that was interesting about like the proceeds of it was, is that um, about the time that came out, Adam Carolla had a book that came out, and so many people that had bought my book had also pre-ordered his. And so um, uh, Amazon did this promotion for one week where they featured my book. Uh, and so 
uh, it was actually quite funny while pre-orders were being handled for Adam Carolla's book, which sold many, many, many uh, copies. I was getting like these email notifications this one weekend um, that uh, my my book had climbed up into the top 40 of uh, uh, comical fiction or comedy fiction on Amazon. And I was stunned by it. And I went, I looked and I climbed all the way to number 13 that weekend. Um, and, and then I thought to myself, well, this is great. There's so many people are, are, are getting and downloading my book. The good, the bad news about it is their promotion made sure that I got virtually no royalties from it, which is fine. But I got people on four different continents had downloaded my book and I'd even heard from some of them. And, uh, it, what was, uh, quite remarkable though, is the book sold really, really, really well, considering I was expecting to, uh, I was expecting maybe about a hundred copies to sell and it sold several, several thousand, uh, copies and had tens of thousands of downloads. Uh, so the story, the official story, quite honestly, of the Dave and Steve show is from on the air to off the grid. Um, the, I think, what is it? The outrageous story of, uh, the, um, America's favorite podcast or something like that. It's outrageous, but, um, it's not for kids. It's not for kids. So, uh, please, if you, if you want to read it, uh, you please grow up or, or, or wait or, or have your parents read it to you. But, uh, anyway, uh, that is the official story. I'm quite proud of it. And, uh, if you want a copy, do go ahead and contact the show at, uh, the Dave and Steve show at gmail.com. Before I go into the last segment, let me find out what I have in this week's minute. thought you heard me say that I was alone for Thanksgiving, but that's not what you heard. No, no, no. Don't go back and try to replay it and attempt to twist my words or throw them back in my face. I wasn't alone for Thanksgiving. I appreciate you asking and I appreciate the offers for me to join you and your extended family for a large meal just so I wouldn't be alone, but you must have misunderstood me. So while I appreciate your kind compassion during the holidays, I'm fine. Really, I'm fine. Thank you. This has been Tracy's back off and let me just eat my cereal in peace. Minute. I wonder how many people just go ahead and email the show right after that bumper. I think probably all of them. Hey, before we we get to the emails tonight, I do want to take a quick second to uh, go over some of our recent search engine terms. Uh, These are terms people have typed into Google to find us. Uh, or your favorite search search engine, Bing, for example. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, but these are search engine terms that people have used to find our website. And uh, these are just some of the ones that I pulled out of the many, many, many search engine terms. Uh, Mexican wrestlers. Quite a few yep. people found us with that. Uh, Tattoo Virgin of Guadalupe. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, three yeah. people found us with that one. Uh, I like this one. Fun P, uh, as in fun and P. Fun P. That's how I have a bookmark, actually. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I'm going to hold on to that one. That's uh, good. Virgin pancakes. Somebody found oh, us with that. Oh, yeah. I did some work on in, in the back of the site, so they may have just... Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Ass tickling. Uh, <laughs> in, enlarged testicles. Uh, Tracy, you'll like this one. Somebody actually found us via bruised sternum. Uh, oh my God. Hold on. That, get the IP address. It might be that guy. <laughs> 
It's the guy. guy. It's the guy Tracy hit with a golf ball and bruised oh, his sternum. Guy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, somebody found us via dangly ham. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was creepy ice cream man. Uh, quite how a few become, people. How to become a creepy ice cream? Man. I, I will. I will let you know that twenty-eight separate people have now found us via drunken horse. Well, this will wrap up what's probably been the most unusual episode of the Dave and Steve show we've done in quite a while. I want to let you know that coming up in December, we have some special Christmas programming coming up that will help keep you in the spirit of the season. We're also working on our end of the year awards ceremony as we usher in 2022. So there's lots coming up in the next six weeks. If you've listened this far, I want you to know that I'm really grateful for you. Again, if you want a copy of From On The Air to Off The Grid, reach out to us at the Dave and Steve Show at gmail.com, and we'll get that out to you. Thank you once again for joining us on this post-Thanksgiving show. For Dave, for Steve, this is Tracy, hoping you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time on the Dave and Steve Show. 